and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Independent Workers' Union of Great Britain and Central Arbitration Committee. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 43. And this case that we are looking at this week is all about workers who ply their trade in the so-called gig economy, and in particular their collective bargaining rights. Back in 2016, a number of delivery riders in the Camden and Kentish Town areas of London became members of the Independent Workers' Union of Great Britain, the appellants in this case. Towards the end of that year, the union formally requested that delivery recognise the union for the purposes of collective bargaining. That request was rejected, and so the union made an application to the Central Arbitration Committee the respondents in this case, under Schedule A1 of the Trade Union and Labour Relations Consolidation Act 1992. For reference, this is the schedule that is used when an employer does not agree to recognise and bargain with a union. The Central Arbitration Committee is a quasi-judicial authority which has the power to order an employer to recognise a union and engage in collective bargaining if certain conditions are met. For the purposes of these proceedings, the main condition that we are looking at is that the individuals whom the union wishes to represent are required to be workers, as defined within section 296 of the Act. With that in mind, the committee looked into the relationship between the drivers and Deliveroo, and concluded that the drivers did not fit the definition of a worker under the statute. The argument from the union that refusing to recognise would breach the driver's rights under Article 11 of the European Convention on Human Rights, the Freedom of Peaceful Assembly and Association, was also rejected by the committee. The union challenged this decision by way of judicial review, but only received permission to do so on the human rights ground I just mentioned. Thus, when the case went to the High Court, the argument presented by the union was that while the drivers may not fall within the statutory definition of a worker, that definition should be read down by the court so as to include the drivers in order to comply with their rights under Article 11, in line with Section 3 of the Human Rights Act 1998. That argument did not succeed in either the High Court or the Court of Appeal, so the Union appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The justices began by looking at Article 11, which offers the freedom of peaceful assembly and freedom of association with others. Over the years, this has developed and is accepted to include a general right to join and form trade unions. However, the case law at the European Court of Human Rights has always made it clear that this right only arises in the context of an employment relationship. What constitutes an employment relationship is freestanding and does not depend on definitions in the law of member states. Instead, the European Court has said that when examining an employment relationship, it is important to have regard to the International Labour Organization's Employment Relationship Recommendation Number 198 from 2006. That recommendation tells us that the main thing to look at is the performance of work and the remuneration of the worker, more than what is contained in the contract between the parties. 
the practical operation of the relationship should be the focus for any fact-finding body. From that, the justices applied this reasoning to the facts of this case, and held that an employment relationship does not exist in this situation. They found that the committee had scrutinised the substance of the relationship between Deliveroo and the drivers, examining how things worked in practice compared to the written contract. A number of these findings were especially important in leading to a conclusion that there is not an employment relationship. Firstly, the contract allows for a driver to appoint a substitute to take on their job, and does not penalise them if they choose to do so. Secondly, a driver's contract would not be terminated if they failed to accept a certain number of orders, or if they did not make themselves sufficiently available. Finally, it was found that Deliveroo did not object to drivers working for one of their competitors. Bearing all this in mind, it was held that the committee were entitled to conclude that no employment relationship existed between Deliveroo and the drivers. As such, the drivers were not able to rely on Article 11. Before they finished, it is also noteworthy that the justices decided that Article 11 does not include a right to compulsory collective bargaining, but states can offer more rights beyond the requirements of the convention, which is what the UK did when it enacted Schedule A1 of the Trade Union and Labour Relations Consolidation Act 1992. Now, when we first look at this case, it would be easy to conclude that this is a real hit for workers and workers' rights, because the union is not able to engage in collective bargaining on behalf of the delivery drivers. Furthermore, the decision might seem counterintuitive at first glance as well. When we think about the people who deliver takeaways to our house, it's hard not to think of them as working for Deliveroo, etc., when often they have a uniform and bag that suggests otherwise. However, on closer inspection, I think that this does make a lot of sense. This isn't like the Uber case or the Pimlico Plumbers case where the court was asked specifically about the worker status of the individuals. Instead, it is about an employment relationship, and here it has been established that arrangements can be made by a business so that such a relationship can be avoided. Things like the ability of a delivery driver to substitute anyone else in they want to do the work is very unusual. It is certainly not something that is suggestive of an employment relationship, and so the Central Arbitration Committee was probably right to come to that conclusion. However, the fact that it is so unusual and unique to a small number of businesses means that this decision from the Supreme Court is not quite the devastating blow to workers' rights in the gig economy that others might have you believe. When it comes to rights under Article 11, there is a low threshold that states must cross, but this case proves that basic minimum requirements do exist before rights are engaged. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then do check out the link in the description. Otherwise, I'll be back with another episode next week. So for now, bye!